Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. A fine Saturday morning to you, Steve. A fine faith Bagora. <laughs> oh, Andy. Wither Andy. Wither Andy. See? <laughs> we just... <laughs> we, we need to rename the show.
we can't. It's not. It's, a, it's not Saturday top of the morning it's just for movies. Top of the morning at the next uh, reel to you. Yeah, Steve, how are you? So, it's nice being on the same time zone. It makes things easier on these Saturdays now. It yeah. sure does. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's. I'm uh, glad to be uh, back uh, Saturday morning. Uh, Saturday morninging. Uh, with you yes off for a little bit and uh, i've but i have deeply enjoyed you and andy trying to get through uh your accent introductions the last couple of weeks <laughs> i don't know if weirdly it's not being fully awake <laughs> yes because i can't imagine a, what it is it, it's not i'm like how do i break him of this habit but it's you know, I, I think about other routine, you know, it's like when you have a certain routine, you have to get out of that. It helps, you know, break habits. But I'm like, no, he sits down in front of this computer to record not just this show. You know, he's got this, you know, weekly show he he's does with you. All he's of got the, the film, film board. board. Yeah. He's got all, all of the, the Marvel movie. Yes. All, and he doesn't start any of those with like. Yeah. Weird. Top, weird. He's got, you know, hey, I know hey. what it is. I actually I feel like I know what it is. When we first started this show. Uh, I would start saying a fine Saturday mat Saturday morning to you, Andy. Right. And uh, I think as an American, it is very difficult to say, and I deal with this too, a fine blah, blah, blah to you and not drift into an Irish accent because you just <laughs> wanted a fine, like a fine, fine blah, blah, blah. And, and I think that's what happened. And it just became top of the morning joke. And that's, I think that's Andy's thing. I'll bet he needs to confirm that for us. I think it starts with Probably. a fine Saturday, a fine, a fine Saturday, Saturday matinee to you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The stereotypical Saturday okay. morning leprechaun. But, but you can do it without but a problem. You can say a fine Saturday oh, morning, Saturday matinee. No, no, no. Too. Let and, me just Andy tell you, it can't. makes my brain explode to, to have to not do that. <laughs> I'm the worst. You've got some cognitive dissonance going on. I, I know I have yeah. to do this, but my voice wants yes, to do that. There are okay. explosions in my head. Uh, anyhow, what do we have going on in uh, movies this this fine week? What have we uh, What have we missed this week? I'm excited that uh, on Netflix, it's you know semi movie related. Um, season two of the OA yeah. dropped, so I've got that hanging out there on my list of must to see things and uh finally got around to watching venom oh what do you uh, think of it i i you know it was one that my my daughter had been like can we watch venom sometime can we can we rent that can we get that i'm like eh, i'd heard it was meh so it was at Redbox. check that out uh and we both agreed you know yeah, it was all right she said you know it wasn't a great movie she said you know the she's like the the writing i said oh for you know <laughs> For the the woman, he she goes, yeah, it was kind of some clunky dialogue for her there at the beginning. I said, yeah, yeah, it wasn't. She said, uh, overall, it was, you know, not a great movie, but I, I'm glad I I saw it and I'm I'm interested to see where they go with this. And I said, oh, I'd say sound analysis on that one. It wasn't anything stellar. Enjoyed it. I did not know they were setting this up for, you know, sequels. Yeah. Um, with their little med mid credits, you know woody harrelson thing but yeah it was it was interesting i'm not that much i don't know that much about venom so i didn't know where this story was going i mean all i knew was from you know sam raimi spider-man 3 so when i know early on in the movie that like oh one of these you know alien things is escaped i'm like oh that's gonna be venom and then but then i'm like oh no 
when we see that Eddie gets this other one and this other one is still coming from overseas, I thought, oh, there's going to be our big conflict. It's going to be Venom versus whatever this other thing is. Yeah. 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 I don't need this. I don't need to see it again. <laughs> but you're glad I, you I saw was, it the first time. I, 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 I've seen it, but yeah, I just expected a little bit more. I've seen Tom Hardy in better things and his, his choices. I fear he's, I don't know. I don't want him to turn into Gerard Butler, you know, where you're just like, why are you making these choices? Uh, yeah. Really? Why? Um, yeah. And then Michelle Williams, I was like, what? Really? I, there was a lot. Yeah, we've talked about them both in much Michelle better Williams. I, yeah. I, there are things that, you know, I, I just get a feel. I, I like her, and there are things that I have trouble embracing her in, and this was one of them. I actually didn't have trouble with Tom Hardy in this in this role. I, I agree with you. I, I, I definitely have liked him in better, but, um, you know, when you're yeah. doing a movie for the paycheck, and this movie's tracking, you know, eight hundred fifty five, um million at the box office worldwide that it's you know we're gonna see more venom uh, and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah you know here's hoping that they can uh that they can pull it together and and that maybe they get a little bit of dose of of the uh, uh disney crossover magic um you know which is which is actually <laughs> leads to our uh, another story i would like to talk to you about which is a little bit more uh practical sure. disney uh, 21st Century Fox Layoffs Variety Reports TV divisions bracing for deep cuts. We're in the middle of um, the season of layoffs uh, as the integration um, continues uh, over to uh, integrating uh, 21st Century Fox operations into Disney. And uh, man, a lot of people are getting pink slips uh, that started last week. Uh, very sorry to see that natural, um, you know, price of consolidation in, in terms of our m just massive human made organisms that are these huge conglomerates, but, uh, yeah. but it is um, sad to see, uh, as these companies come together. So, um, Ugh. yeah that's the that's sort of the yeah that's the collateral yeah. damage that everybody forgets about and everybody's excited about what this means for their entertainment oh you know that you know, we can have these characters this and that and then you're thinking yeah the, there's the other side of this of what happens when you get these monolithic uh corporations yeah. in an industry of well there's there's one employer there's you know that's it we don't we don't need five people we need one person to do this one job uh yeah yeah Ooh. it's it's grim and it's it's grim when you sit yeah. back and look at it just like that like oh we did this to ourselves <laughs> oh yeah oh okay <laughs> all right uh where do you stand on us have you it's it's out right it's it's out and it's uh, i haven't seen it tracking very well oh huge huge i saw they said it's funny how we like to really slice and dice our box yeah. off to say it's 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 the number one r-rated horror film that's not based on prior <laughs> material i mean we get really specific 
into things. It's at the best. It stars box more than three films. characters with a B in their names. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> yes. Well, this the what it said it was like top ten horror or, or something like that. It like knocked the one article I read. And I don't remember where I saw this. So no, it knocked Freddy versus Jason out. And I was in the, in the writer commented, Freddy versus Jason. Really? That's still up there in this the, like top ten horror box office weekends. He's like, I knew people were excited to see it. I didn't know they were that yeah. excited. And I thought, yeah. And I guess it it's coming in below like the qualifiers come in because it's less than it or last year's Halloween. But not by much. Reboot, not by remake. Much. Yeah. But not by much. But in order to set it, you know, separate, we have to say, oh, it's it's an original story, which I am thrilled. I always yeah. love when we're getting into original content. So this is one uh, my brother's coming out this weekend. We may sneak off to see this one because I don't think anyone else in the family is going to want to mm-hmm. be scared in the dark. You know what I for this one, but I'm looking I, forward to I it. I think I am, too. And I, it's it's one of those movies you talk about it. Uh, you know, you, you you bring up that qualifier about original material. And um, I, I, that is certainly one side of the coin. The other side is that Jordan Peele, I think, has a name for himself now based on get out right and i i feel like that's his original material bit right this is this is feels like to many a a spiritual sequel just because it's his next thing and i marvel at how quickly he was able to build himself a legacy as this sort of social horror thriller uh, thriller director um and writer um you know with just a pair of films yeah, he's also got what the on CBS the Twilight Zone coming. Zone yeah, is that that hasn't released yet? Yeah. I don't think, and that's a that's a CBS I, All I Access that, property. Yeah, that's yeah. Which uh, CBS I know, All Access. Yeah. but uh, yeah, no, he's yeah. Uh, when you look at just <laughs> you're thinking, oh, he's you know he he had his one surprise out there with with Get Out, but then when the trailer for us dropped, it's like wow, he's got he's got some big stories to tell he's got apparently a deep well to go to i'm excited to see where he goes as a filmmaker uh if he can just we talked about this a little bit on the happy death day to you Mm -hmm. film board of sort of like the resurgence in horror that we're we're getting horror but it's it's really diverse we're getting things like happy death day to you which is sort of horror light Mm -hmm. horror you know pg-13 but then we're getting you know things of this nature like us where we've got the things that i love which is horror that has something to say why why is this film scaring us because it's peeling back the layers on issues in society and bringing those up in a way that we can discuss and yeah to have all these avenues for horror and really quality stuff not just you know the torture goo stuff from like you know 10 12 years ago which didn't these it's there's some to me i read gosh i was in a stephen king kick back in high school and i read his book of essays uh uh dance macabre and he talked about like the 50s and horror and how good horror basically is focusing on those unspoken terrors that exist in society that we're not willing to confront or that are there and horror gives us a different way to talk about them so all the like big bug movies of the 50s was all about this you know fear of nuclear Mm -hmm. technology and what happens with radiation and then in the 80s he talked about oh all the slasher 
uh, slasher films, which tied back to, you know, teens and STDs and like what happens when you have sex? Oh, you yeah. die. <laughs> right. uh, that there was that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> exactly. So now at, at what I'm seeing here is we're getting, you know, another wave of that where horror is starting to look at what are the things that scare mm-hmm. us. Uh, that we're not confronting, and he's bringing those out to the forefront. So, yeah, and yeah, he's he's sort of shepherding us into this uh, into this resurgence, and and I, he's a he's a great, I think, a great personality to do that. Uh, really enjoy his work, and if you haven't yeah. seen his edition, the Key and Peel Hot Ones episode on YouTube, it's a must see. Oh, <laughs> I I don't think I've gotten through to that. What I I just discovered Hot Ones a oh, couple months so ago, great. and uh, yes. For those who don't know, it's a show in, <laughs> yes. in which a, I, I don't even know the name of the company, but it's the most brilliant uh, uh, advertising platform I've ever seen. They make hot sauce and they do this, this um, uh, these interviews where uh, they ask the questions. It's, it's a regular kind of, you know, talking head interview. But as they're doing it, they're eating wings with progressively hot uh, hot sauces on them. And by the end, you know, Key and Peel in this particular episode. Are, are having a straight up stroke as they <laughs> eat these like 150,000 Scoville hot pepper hot sauces on wings. It's amazing. Um, it's very, oh, very and funny. It's, it's, uh, the, the interviews are, yeah. are great because he, he will dig into stuff. I love, he, he's got a thing where he's like talks about Instagram and he like goes deep into Instagram accounts and finds stuff from like five, six years ago. And it's like, Oh, tell me yeah. about this. And usually it's at a point where, they're at a heat level on the wings where, and several people have said, like, am I on drugs? Am I, I feel like I'm hallucinating right now. They can't think clearly. They're so distracted by the fire in their belly and their mouth that it catches them off guard. And you get yeah. really honest answers out of people that, uh, yeah, are usually really good at keeping their composure and, and thinking about, okay, I've got to, I've got to give my public you know responses natalie portman you can see a lot of that on her she's done lots of interviews and how she's handling that but there's some like kevin hart just yeah falls apart just <laughs> oh, loses, loses apart. it completely <laughs> and there was a, i can't remember there so, was one that just yeah. just ate it i don't remember if it was seth meyer or somebody who just ate every single bite and like was unfazed by anything he threw on i thought it was great uh just to get it get the um the the uh, details writes the host is sean evans and he is fantastic yes. uh, the show is created by christopher schoenberger uh at first we feast uh media and it is a youtube series that's absolutely worth watching if you haven't seen it. it's been out for like eight seasons of of interviews now there are a ton of interviews yeah. uh like 145 episodes of the show and i i also came to it late so uh I, i've got a lot of catch up to do but it's really good oh it's it's easy to binge because yeah. an episode's what maybe yeah, twenty right, minutes long. Sure. So, yeah. oh yeah, that's uh, great. I'll have to catch that one. Uh, yeah. Key and Peel on it's, Hot it's Ones. Good. Right. Uh, we also have tomorrow. It's not tomorrow. It's a day after tomorrow. It's Monday as we record this. Uh, Apple has a special event. Have you heard about this one? Oh, no. This is big. I know that they, I'd I'd read they were refreshing some of the desktop stuff with you know as they do like oh we're gonna increase processor speed and do this no no this is uh this is, is this, a special event 10 a.m pacific special. time u.s uh on monday the 25th 
Uh, it looks like Apple is finally going to raise the curtain, so to speak, on their upcoming bundled TV service and all of their, uh, you know, they're getting into the Netflix game. Uh, they've been yeah. spending a lot uh, on uh, their exclusive uh properties and apparently they're doing it in a, a typically apple way where the executives are way too involved in creative production and they're telling uh, the notes are coming back to <laughs> producers and directors saying don't be so mean those are the kinds of note production notes that they're getting uh apparently the, the this is uh we're not going to get any of the the marvel netflix style uh exclusives these are yeah. going to be uh kinder gentler exclusives family friendly <laughs> it includes shows like a reese witherspoon jennifer aniston morning show drama an emily dickinson half hour series starling starring Haley steinfeld dramas little voices and my glory was I had such friends from exclusive producer J.J. Abrams and the latter to start Jennifer Garner. Uh, Are You Sleeping? Uh, starring Octavia Spencer. Adaptation of the book Defending Jacob starring an ex executive starring and executive produced by Chris Evans. A based on a true story CIA wow. drama starring Captain Marvel's Brie Larson. Uh, and a video game development wow. studio company, a comedy from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia's Rob McElhaney and Charlie Day. That sounds like an expensive uh, launch <laughs> platter, don't you think? Yes, it does. But how are you going to do comedy from Rob McElhaney and Charlie Day? <laughs> Yes. You, you know, it's going to be comedy that's not square mean. peg pie. This is uh, round hole. I'd like to work yeah. something out, right? <laughs> this this is an interesting experiment yeah. to see how this goes. Oh yeah, I, I'm I'm glad to hear there's an announcement. It's sounds like some interesting, but well, ooh, it's getting cluttered it out getting there. Cluttered. It you is know, getting they've cluttered. They've tried this. Yeah. They, they have the, the TV app, right, which you get on you, you, on iOS devices yeah. and on the Apple TV. And that, that whole thing was their initial foray was just to tie networks together. So people would have one place to go to watch. And, right. you know, Netflix said, we're not going to put our stuff, pipe our stuff through there. Hulu said, we're not going to pipe our stuff. We're busy trying to get everybody to pipe their stuff through our stuff. And so there's no there's no mm -hmm. stuff piping going on right now. There there are yeah. some, but uh, there's some. But it, it's largely uh, the way you get Apple's kind of iTunes properties. And so it'll be really interesting to see if people kind of migrate to, um, you know, to the TV experience once they have a, a larger slate of exclusive properties. And these names, if not these names, I don't know who. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's oh, a rumor exactly. that Oprah was, yeah. is involved at some point to do oh, wow. something for Apple. So, yeah, um, if not these, I, I don't know who's going to do it. So. Well, and then Disney has their whole thing coming later this right. year as well. Right. And you can bet that won't so, be piped which, through. Their yeah. stuff won't be piped. There'll be no stuff piping with Disney. <laughs> They're trying well, to unstuff other pipes. <laughs> Well, so I've had my Apple TV for a while, and I recall when I first got it, I could get Netflix on there, mm -hmm. and then I could get Hulu on there, but it, you couldn't get Amazon, which I thought, oh, well, that makes sense. Well, now you can. They fixed that. Yeah, Right. They fixed that. But it, for me, at, at the point, I said, oh, well, yeah, because Apple, I go to to buy things. Netflix, I'm paying a subscription, so there's no direct you know, competition. But then when Amazon you know, showed up in there, I thought, oh, that's interesting, because then I can buy my stuff from Amazon, but watch it through my Apple TV. And I thought, interesting 
you know, conflict mm-hmm. there re- resolved. Apple was, if you locked Amazon out, and you wanted to watch something. It was like, oh, well, you have to, you have to buy it from us. But then by allowing Amazon sort of into their playground, I'm like, well, you're allowing me to now not have to buy stuff mm-hmm. from you. I'll be interested to see what changes with Apple TV now happens if, yeah, our Netflix and Hulu are still going to be allowed to play in their playground, or is this a whole yeah. separate? I don't know. It, yeah. it's, it, I am one of those people yeah. where I look at my Apple TV and I see all of the apps that I have access to all those services, Amazon, Netflix, yeah. Hulu, CW, they all have their apps. Yeah. And I think, okay, yeah, yeah. things are generally not broken for me right now. I can access all the content right. I want yeah. when I want it. I just have to tap around a few little buttons. So I don't know what problem this solves. Right. And I'm, I, I worry that in their effort yeah. to solve problems, they're going to create relationships that will cost me more money to get more stuff yeah. and I, I or to get the stuff that I already have. And it's it's been moving in that direction already. And I find that really frustrating. Um, so, yeah. you know, we'll see if anything, you know, Apple has a lot of money and it, this is I, I feel like we've been watching them transition from a hardware to a services company for years. And this is going yes. to be, uh, I think, you know, a. Uh, a major milestone in their march toward becoming the services company uh, of, you know, media. They're just going to keep throwing money at it over the next 10 years until we won't remember that they weren't in this business. (laughs) That's true. Yes. Anybody remember what it was like before they were a phone company, right? (laughs) That was a long time ago for, uh, for, you know, a lot of us. So anyhow. Oh, yeah. What's going on in in, uh, Marvel World? In Marvel World, I don't know. Andy's not here, so I don't know what's going on in Marvel World. I, I don't, and Marvel World's on hold because Andy's not here. Well, the one thing everybody I has stopped did, work. Actually, I don't know if you realize this. Yes, it, it, Marvel's taking the day off since Andy's not here. Well, the one thing, and I think I thrown this out in, in Discord and tagged Andy in it because I said this is his perfect way to get paid to do all his prep work. Is you may have seen this on Facebook that that you can get paid a thousand dollars to watch all 20 marvel movies back to back before avengers endgame <laughs> and i i find, so i saw and this is from cable tv.com apparently there's a whole at job application uh but you're going to be watching iron man hulk iron man 2 thor captain america first avengers you're going to go through phase one phase two phase three uh all the way up to ant-man and the wasp and then you will get every marvel mcu film on blu-ray uh, including all three Blu-ray box sets and a Marvel Marathon survival kit, which consists of a Captain America popcorn popper, an Orville Red, some Orville Redenbacher popcorn, a Thanos Infinity Gauntlet mug, an Iron Man Snuggie, a Grubhub gift card, and a whole bunch of more Marvel gear. And you can, here, there's a link you can click to apply to learn more about the position. You have to... Uh, fill out an application about 200 words about your marvel expertise and social media platforms because i'm assuming you're going to be tweeting Mm -hmm. and instagram Well, you're going to have to tell everybody about the diabetes you got while you were watching 30 hours (laughs) of marvel movies (laughs) exactly so there's there's that bit of marvel (laughs) insanity uh but that's you know all about the past marvel and Andy and I have talked, I've, I've asked him a few times about moving forward in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how we're, we're sort of facing a 
a, a fog about what happens in the future mm-hmm. because years ago we were like oh we knew we were getting guardians and we were getting doctor strange and it was like two and three years out and we had these phases and it's like Endgame is this like it's it's the fog of war we don't know what's on the other side of that but just earlier this week uh saw on variety that they're starting to give us a little bit more information about the black widow movie and they have added florence Pugh. i'm gonna I'm going to guess on my pronunciation here, who uh, recently was in Fighting With My Family. Uh, so she's been announced uh, to have a role in that. Things are starting to ramp up with this production. So we have gone from specula- from from fan demand of why don't we have a Black Widow movie to, oh, it's rumored to actually now things are moving forward in this direction. Somewhere beyond the shadow, the fog of war the fog out of there war. after and after Endgame, yes. You know, I, I'm a little bit nervous because um, there's a, a report uh, at, uh, that the most recent draft of the Black Widow script um, by Jack Schaefer takes place prior to the Avengers, um, events of the Avengers, like the first event. So it's a prequel, right? Just like we had with, um, you know, Captain Marvel. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so, um, you know, what are we to make of... Uh, Natasha in Infinity War. That's kind of a now that all this news is leaking, I guess it's still safe to yeah. assume that all bets are off in terms of who who from phase one survives Infinity War. Um, you know, we'll see. But apparently the release date slots for 2020 are, um, you know, May 1, July 31 and November 6. And so we have Guardians of the Galaxy uh, will will be in there somewhere. And uh, they're saying that now that's going to be 20, that the 2021. Oh, that's 2021 for, now. OK, uh, uh, because he's a. Uh, I don't know. I think Andy, I talked about last week. Oh, and there was some on- offline discussion because um, James Gunn is attached oh, to he's uh, Suicide s- Squad, the Suicide Squad <laughs> reboot, which he's finishing up, which is going to be 2020, which Andy and I had speculated on whether it was a reboot or sequel. And now I think Andy shared an article or somebody posted an article. Oh, no, it's full on yeah. reboot, reboot for Suicide Squad. So that pushes Guardians 3 to 2020. That's good because everybody's already forgotten uh, yeah. Suicide Squad. So timely dc yes. timely that so, you know the, yeah i was curious about the timeline on yeah. black widow because if they can de-age samuel jackson 20 years for captain marvel there's you know we could have 17 year old natasha in the black widow you know well that's prequel. interesting because uh scarlett johansson yeah. hasn't aged since she was 17 so that's going to be yeah. fine it's fine <laughs> Uh, looks like okay. uh, uh, Kate, uh, d- director Kate Shortland uh, is uh, uh, one out as director of Black Widow and that uh, will probably be the May 1 date is what, uh, what we're yes. reading. So, okay. Uh, yeah, that'll be good. Well, I, it makes sense that that would be announced after all of the, you know, wow, a female-led superhero movie made lots of money. What a surprise <laughs> to us. That's right. Now that they've woken up and realized, oh, yeah, that like, what? Women in a move, leading a movie can make money? Oh, I guess we, we can start moving that Black Widow right. thing forward. Right. It took us yeah, a while to figure out Lord. that Scarlett Johansson, you know, she may really have something. <laughs> yes. Studios. Yes. Let's do trailers, Steve. Okay, what do we have for trailers? Do we have it? We don't have any red band. No, no, we don't have any A24. No, no. you post yours first. Okay, so you go ahead, <laughs> Steve. I'm go doing ahead. John Wick Chapter Three Parabellum. <laughs> oh, Steve, yeah, you know, I like me some John Wick movies, I really do. Who oh. doesn't? 
Who doesn't love a John and Wick And as you movie? know, the rule yes. of John Wick movies is if you start John Wick 1, you have to watch John Wick 2. They are to be considered a uh, an inseparable set. Uh, therefore, uh, every time you watch one of them, you have to watch them both. I cannot wait to add Chapter 3 to the mix. And every time you watch John Wick, it's like a nine-hour endeavor. I am deeply excited. <laughs> It is. Yeah. It's like watching 24 because mm-hmm. one just feeds right in the other. Mm-hmm. So, yes, when John Wick 12 comes out, it'll be like, okay, hey, we're going to pay somebody $1,000 to to binge all 12 John Wicks <laughs> back to back. And people say, yeah, I do every it every weekend. weekend. I'm right here. Get ready for that sabbatical, people. I'm in. Yeah. Uh, I'm very excited about oh, yeah. the cast of this one. Uh, Ian McShane, obviously, is back. We've got Asia Kate Dillon uh, as the adjudicator. I did not know that Asia Kate Dillon was in this, but I'm a big fan of uh, their work in uh, Billions. If you're not watching Billions, ugh, what a terrific show uh, that was and or is. Halle Berry's in it. Jerome Flynn. Jason Mantzoukas. What? How? How is Jason Mansuga? How is that guy able to sit still long enough to be in a movie? He does the best guest spots because he's a nut. But this movie's yes. like it's long. Like the shooting days, I imagine, are are long. Have you ever seen any behind the scenes of Jason Mansuga's? I have not, and I just imagine like wow. I just have no idea how he's going to be able to pay attention long enough to make a movie. I'm so excited to see this. Yeah. Uh, I we I we just finished uh I I've now watched The Good Place. Are you a fan of The Good Place? Oh, we love The Good uh, Place in this house. I watched Maximum, Maximum Derek. Derek. Oh yes. <laughs> His brain is wrong. <laughs> uh he, he is uh fantastic at The Good Place uh and I'm so I'm very excited. We just I've watched the entire season 1 and 2 three times in the last month. Uh, because I've had to introduce oh. it to my mom and my dad, and they were in different oh, places. Yeah. And so, yes, yeah, it's. I think I have it memorized. So, very excited about that. Oh, uh, Robin Lord so, Taylor so is in it. Yes. Uh, he plays the penguin in uh, DC's Gotham TV show. Is and he is great. Very excited to see him on the big screen too. And Angelica Houston, Lance Reddick, of course, is back. Uh, Hiroki Sonata is great to see him. Uh, at least rumored. We don't have him. Uh, confirmed here on IMDb. I did not uh, did not know that, but I love seeing his name in the list. So it's it's an, an amazing cast. John Wick's on a horse. Uh, the the, the it, you know they've <laughs> they put together all of the best looking action sequences uh, and made an entire uh, across Hollywood and made a, just a movie of that. And I'm okay. I am so into it. Yeah. Uh, yes. Oh. Yeah. I I just. When the first teaser or just any info about this came out, I was like, all right, well, I know where I'm going that weekend. Because, yes, I think when I saw the first John Wick film, I read somewhere, somebody said it's the best comic book movie that's not based on a comic. <laughs> that and is I think exactly that captures, true. it is, it's just amped up. And I love the, they started with such a solid world you know they did all this world building without taking up so much like time with exposition and it it keeps growing and getting larger and larger they keep adding characters and the scope keeps expanding and it it all holds together still it's not hitting this mass where things are starting to crumble like wow we bring in angelica houston you know really this is all because of a dog (laughs) yeah oh it's about more than a dog uh exactly oh my uh, gosh yes now i just want to tell you uh chad stahelski is uh, the director and he is a um uh 
an amazingly proficient stuntman. He's uh, been in an awful lot of things just in stunts and as a stunt coordinator. And now he's uh, directing. And given his performance as director on John Wick, John Wick 2, John Wick now 3, as excited as we are about it, when I tell you that he is slated to direct a reboot or remake, not sure which, of Highlander, how does that make you feel? Oh, well, yeah. yeah, I, oh, that's, that's one of those tricky things. And it, it's the same way I, f- I feel about, uh, the, you know, Denny Villeneuve and Dune, oh, Dune where I'm yeah, like, right, right. Dune, where I'm like, I'm like, oh, you're taking on something that I don't know how this is going to go. Cause this could go bad in so many ways, but, uh, it depends how, what the approach to Highlander is. I just, uh, I, th- I think you, you listened to the deconstruction I workers do, podcast, yeah, fan, right? Yeah. They, they just, they had an episode, uh, talking about, uh, reboots, remakes, and yeah. Revivals. What does that do to fandom? And, and yeah, if, if fandom and just w- what, it, what is the difference between the two? And so whether this is, you know, a reboot of, of Highlander or is it a remake where we're going to have the same characters or are we going to reinvent the entire universe? So I'm, I'm hoping for a more of a reboot, sort of like Star Trek did <clears throat> give us some familiar characters, but take us in a completely different, in a, in a familiar world, but in a different direction. Um, I, I never watched the TV show <clears throat> Highlander. I don't want, I never saw any of the sequels. I love that first one. I said, that's all I need. Uh, but I will, uh, cautiously get excited about this is uh, it's it's time it's time for a new Highlander I would say if 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 done well with the level of insane action that I see in John Wick to have that with in the Highlander universe yeah, yeah. I'll be on board I, for that, I think I so um, it's uh, apparently going to be penned by um, uh, Rampage writer. Uh, Ryan Condal, uh, who also did uh, Hercules and the TV show Colony and Logan's Run. Uh, is, uh, he's behind the uh, uh, coming reboot of Logan's Run and then Highlander. But you know what? This is one of those where given the trust that I have now, thanks to John Wick, uh, this I can guarantee you already that this is a movie that will hurt me to love. Because I'm with you. Like, it's going to hurt because yes. I love the original Highlander, but I'm into it anyway. I'm, I'm okay yeah. with it. Yeah. Right. Well, and then there's, you know, speaking of the John Wick universe, I, it's been kind of quiet for the past nearly year. But I recall last year there was they announced there was going to be a TV series about the continent yeah. of and I haven't heard anything about that. I don't know where that you know, where that property lies, who owns it. I thought it was Netflix, but now who knows with everything else going on uh it looks like oh i'm seeing something that maybe stars has i don't know but it's one of those things where i keep my fingers crossed that that is you know sort of the expansion of that john wick universe where we have some interesting story that the creators have interesting outlet for stories to tell that is not going to diminish the john yeah. wick franchise because i'm all aboard for john yeah. wick four oh, five six, whatever however like they yeah. keep going you know john wick versus hobbs and shaw down <laughs> the road sure I'll bring it, it on yep. uh, eagerly yeah there's still nothing in imdb on the continental it's just a blank yeah. page so um you know here's hoping for some news on that anyway that's my trailer and i did not uh, uh, i didn't say when it opens because i wasn't looking at it but uh i can tell you i can it'll just be a second 
because uh, I tabbed away. Mm-hmm. Oh, tabs. May 17th. May 17th. Can't come soon enough. <sighs> we we missed in our news, uh, and I f- totally forgot about this until you mentioned John Wick. Uh, and I, I was traveling for work, so I, this sort of showed up in my news feed. <clears throat> I didn't get a chance to read it. Um, Bill and Ted face the music. Release date of August 21st, 2020. I guess it looks like uh, Keanu and Alex uh, put a little video together to announce uh, a release date on that. So, oh, goodness. Movie will be directed by Dean Pariso. Galaxy Quest? Oh, I'm on board for that. Oh, my goodness. Okay, there we go. I can't quite imagine a better director (laughs) (laughs) taking that on. Uh, There we go. Wow. Okay. Okay. All right. I missed that in the news, but Keanu brought it back around for me. There we go. I knew there was something with that face. Okay. And William Sadler is back as the Grim Reaper. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. See, this is... This is this is franchise material that yeah. I look forward to that I don't say, oh, they're going back to that well again. Oh, it's well. it's been too long since we drank from that well. It has been far too long. Oh, thank you guys I, for that. You know, yes. I'm I'm really just glad that uh that Alex Winter is is I'm I'm glad for him. You know what I mean? I think he's yes. I think this is a good yeah. thing for uh, for him to do. There was that wonderful movie I talked about. Um uh I, I'm sure I brought it up on the show yeah fairly recently it was grand piano do you remember that i remember hearing about it that never is saw a, it. a terrific yeah. little film that just like rides the line of the imdb six star rule to right now it's at a 5.9 but i'll tell you it's a better movie than that uh a pianist with stage fright endures a performance under the eyes of a mysterious sniper who will shoot and kill him if a wrong note is played uh elijah oh, yes. wood is okay. the the uh piano player it's i had a really good time with that movie i think it's you should add that to your list right after uh, name of the father okay i have an in the name of the father oh. update <gasps> <laughs> no 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 i was <laughs> was traveling for work <laughs> and was out to dinner come back to my hotel room you know click on the tv okay what's on oh they've got hbo great i don't have hbo at home i'm scrolling through and I have missed by, it just ended half an hour ago (laughs) in the name of the father. And I'm like scrolling forward. Is it, is it on HBO East, HBO West? Where is it? Where is it? Is it coming up again? Cause here's my chance. No, No. it wasn't. I just (laughs) completely just, just missed the end of it. You know, that's actually better. What I expected you to say was it had been a long day and I turned on HBO and I missed the first two minutes but it was still on, and I thought, eh, maybe another time. <laughs> the opening credits just ended, and I thought, well, gosh, I might have there missed might some important some piece. I, I don't want to ruin it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm getting closer. I know if I, all right, if I cough up some money for an HBO Go or HBO Now subscription or whatever, I can, I can probably right. get it there. It's just how motivated am I for that? And then I... I did catch the last half of the documentary that they just put out about the, uh, oh, the blood testing company, the Theranos, not Thanos, yeah. Theranos, that whole debacle. So I did catch the last half of that. I thought, I really want to see the beginning of that. 
maybe I will pay for HBO so I can see that. And oh, by the way, Andy, I might find time for In the Name of the Father. I got to get this thing watched before April 8th hits because that's when my Criterion channel like opens up to gazillion oh, yeah, films that I'm never going to watch. Catch up then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. come on. It's only an 8.1 on the IMDb scale. <laughs> It's only, only eighty percent. So it's, it's a B. <laughs> yeah, it's a ver- it's a low B, high C. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's your All trailer? Right. My trailer. Oh, Natalie Portman. I I will always sign up for Natalie Portman. I fell in love with Natalie Portman. You know, oh gosh, way back when my wife and I walked in to see this little movie called you know The Professional and thought, who is this kid? She's amazing. And I've just, you know, watched her through her career ups and downs. Uh, but this is, I'm always up for sci-fi. I'm always up for something unusual. And when you combine Natalie Portman playing an astronaut who returns to Earth after a transcendent experience during a mission to space and starts to lose touch with reality here on Earth and knowing that it's directed by Noah Hawley, who is behind you know, shows such as Legion, which is bonkers. Uh, I'm all aboard on this one. Oh, and Pete, by the way, it's got I John know. Hamm. It's got John I Hamm know for my you. best bud. Uh, oh, God. Exactly. We need to catch up. Me, me and the ham. <laughs> now, technically, this one is built as sort of a teaser, uh, but that's all I need on this. I don't need a whole lot of story. I need these amazing visuals and knowing it's a story of somebody that's losing touch with reality. I, you know, Pete, uh, you know, JJ and uh, Tommy did that whole mind bender thing. This is right in that niche. And I'm, I'm all on this coming soon, 2019. So no specific release date. Um, this, I have a feeling looks like it's going to be smaller art house film, maybe not wide distribution, but Oh, you know, again, I'm I'm priming the trailer rewind pump with this one, knowing I think JJ will be all on board for this one uh, if this doesn't go wide release and find this huge audience uh, and we need to rediscover it on trailer rewind. We'll be yeah. happy. Yeah, I think one. so. Probably several this, times. I, I think this just yeah. looks fantastic. And you're, you're absolutely right about Noah Hawley and not just Legion. I know that was a uh, that's his uh, it's a fantastic show. But for me, I dip into Fargo any <clears throat> day of the week. Yeah. And uh, I, I had actually forgotten that he was um, he was the. Uh, uh, writer on Bones, and I never, I never got into oh, Bones after right. season yeah. one, uh, but only because it was usurped by so much other wonderful stuff to watch. Um, probably in the name of the Father back then, I don't know. Uh, but I'm very excited <laughs> about that. I do have to note. Look at this uh, announced writing credit: Doctor Doom. What? Oh, written oh. and directed by uh, Noah Hawley, uh, rumored Doctor Doom oh. tells the origin story of Victor Von Doom and how he becomes the infamous Doctor Doom. I'll, I'm into that. That oh, wow. seems like a property that All is right. right up his alley after Legion. Oh yeah. So oh yes, that's uh, that's good. That may be uh, what we need to bring the Fantastic Four uh, back into Marvel <laughs> and into some level of sanity. Third, third time's a charm. God. Wait. Uh, so yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> All right, Steve. Oh, I think excellent. we've we've put yes. it off long enough. Let's yeah. bust through these lists. <laughs> the the nightmare <laughs> list. Well, Did you? Was this okay for you? Did you do all right? It was tough. It was tough. I came up with a couple off the top of my head, but my 
I thought, oh, this is going to, I can rely on my IMDb plot keywords for this one because this isn't really specific. I'm like, there's, this is like a genre of like collapse of a career. So like becoming unemployed, you know, career failures, all of these things. And it's giving me nothing. I was like, are you serious? I know there are movies about this. It's the whole, you know, rise and fall. Every movie is about this. Every movie. (laughs) (laughs) How is it so hard to come come up up with with this list? I don't know. Because this is for, uh, this this is, you you guys are starting the uh, Star is Born, which... So, yeah, Andy and I talked about this last week. We're like, well, let's... (laughs) How do we do this without just shooting ourselves in the foot for every for the next three weeks after this? Um, so, well, everybody decided to get collapse of a career out of the way. Great. So, yeah, we're going to have to be innovative moving forward. Um, yeah. OK. I came up with some and I. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot of backups on this one, but it's been a while since you've been here so you okay, go first well, please do us the honors well, of what uh, you Steve, I, you'll be find. not surprised to know that i'm beginning with a cheat um <laughs> andy's not here it's all cheats i don't i was just like hey pete let's just talk yeah. about our favorite movies in general and just say whatever uh, oh yeah some, somebody so- <laughs> lost their job somewhere in a subplot but that's i don't care it's you know yeah. oh yeah the dad was unemployed in, in the goonies remember the dad gets unemployed right he's gonna yeah. lose his job right? Truly. Yeah, okay. well and yeah, that's I where don't. we pick up with my uh, pick this week it is a, a, a 1983 film starring robert duvall tess harper uh betty buckley a very very young uh ellen barkin uh it is the story of uh, max ledge and his he, where we pick up his life uh, is after he's already his career has already um, sort of ended, and uh, it, still he has trouble uh, fighting alcohol and uh, discovering how to be a grown up in relationships. It, I'm talking about uh, Bruce Beresford's Tender Mercies. Uh, I this is one of those films that I think th- my memory of it is that it it is a film of enormous humanity. Right. It's it is such a slice of really normal, small town kind of Western Americana. And I found it uh, very touching. I haven't seen it in a long time, but, um, you know, the story picks up where he's an anonymous guy uh, just trying to make a life for himself and trying to commit to making change in his life after guess what? Country singer alcoholism and um and uh, I think Robert Duvall, I mean, this was his, this was an Oscar winning performance for Robert Duvall. So uh, this was a, a touching film. And I think it's a, it's, it's a, it's the after of our list. So the, uh, sure. Yeah. No, that's, there you go. This is one that I have not seen, but it's on my list of things because I worked in the video store in high school and I remember seeing this and, and, remember hearing great things about this movie but then looking at this saying i am not going to connect with this movie i i know this is probably a great film that i am not going to appreciate at this point in my life right now i will come back to this later and 30 years pass yeah i probably need i think i think you would appreciate this one i think you would and especially seeing robert duvall um you know just i mean he's just incredible as max sledge he's always he's incredible so yeah, I think this is one that uh, it, there's, it came up somewhere else recently in some some Twitter mm-hmm. trail or article I read. And I, this this was mentioned. I thought ah, that's one I I know I'm going to I need to sit down and, yeah. and get that one. I think so. Watched. I think so. All right. Well, I'm, 
I'm gonna meet. I'm gonna meet you in 1983. Excellent. I'm gonna meet you right the, right there in, in 1983. Um, and this is sort of a. It's not quite a cheat, but there's different reasons why your career could collapse, and one of them might be that I don't know. You're a whistleblower that's working at a plutonium processing plant, and <laughs> yeah, you happen to be Meryl Streep. I Silkwood, love this movie. 1983. Oh, you know it. <laughs> The reason it came to mind was because, completely unrelated, we were talking about uh, this movie, <laughs> these movies that I think my wife and daughter would really enjoy, but they both agreed they will refuse to watch the Mamma Mia movies. And I was like, oh, that was kind of clever, like casting, you know, Cheryl and Meryl Streep and Mamma Mia, Here We mm-hmm. Come Again, or whatever that sequel is. And I was like, wow, yeah, that's... I don't know that many people know they were back in this great movie called Silkwood in 93. I mean, that was really early in both their careers on the on the cinematic screen. And it's I have not seen this in a long time, but I just recall this being a really, really powerful film. And uh, in an era when there, we didn't have a lot of, you know, whistleblowers and corporations could sort of make people possibly disappear. I think there's still mystery re- regarding what happened yeah. to her. Uh, and this is one that I put on this list because I don't know that a lot of people, uh, particularly perhaps our younger listeners, are aware of this. Directed by Mike Nichols, Nora Ephron is one of the writers on this. Meryl Streep, Kurt Russell. Uh, speaking of people that don't age, yeah. Kurt Russell. I, you he know, clearly <laughs> doesn't age. Craig I T. saw Nelson. that last uh, oh. Guardians of the Galaxy film. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I'm looking at the. Oh my gosh, you've got Fred Ward, Ron Silver. Well, wasn't it that was written by uh, Nora Ephron, right? I mean, that's yes, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, it's good stuff. I, you know, so my problem. I, it took me a long time to see that movie because I uh, had gotten yeah. it so confused with a movie that came out just a little bit before it, uh, The China Syndrome, which was another like nuclear oh, uh, plant thing with another yes. incredible cast, right? Like Jack Lemmon and Michael Douglas. Yeah. And I mean, it was just an amazing, uh, it was a story of Three Mile Island. And um, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, uh, so it took me a long time to get through Silkwood. It's, yeah. it's a worthy watch for sure. Yeah. All right. All right. See, we started yeah, we off our okay. list pretty good there. Uh, there we are. The next All one right. I'd like to bring up, I'm, I worry, I think you actually have brought this up as a pick before. And so I, I say this with regret. Uh, and that is The Founder, uh, which is the story of the founding of McDonald's. And I like this story because it really is the fall of the brothers, of McDo- the original brothers, Dick and Ray, yes. or uh, Dick and uh, not Ray, Dick and Mac, um, behind McDonald's as uh, the evil Ray Kroc. Uh, takes over their restaurant yeah. and doesn't pay them enough for it and uh, closes the fran- takes their name off the franchise and it's just a really sad story of their potential rise to uh, amazing business um, success and uh, ultimately uh, they are overthrown so it, from the eyes of the original brothers this is definitely yes. a collapse oh, yeah. of the career a cr- Yes, it is. Uh, and a great, yes. great film. Uh, again, with any biopic like this, yes, some liberties you're taking historically regarding, you know, consolidating events, whatever. But uh, to me, I really enjoyed enjoyed that journey. Uh, all right. I'm going to match you on Excellent. that one, Pete. I, I'm going to give you another Michael Keaton. Wow, look at I'm this. I'm going to give you the story of a washed up superhero actor trying to revive his failing career. <laughs> In Birdman. There we go. Career collapse. I mean, implosion. I mean, like, insanity. Uh, 
That, oh, <laughs> that was yeah, it. So you, just, you, bring it <laughs> you ended but, on yeah, sanity. I, mean, I thought, it's, oh, it's, maybe there's more to that. No, he's right. Yeah. That's just it. That's it. It's no, just didn't it's, 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 we, I, if you've seen this film, you you know what it is. If you haven't, um, I can't imagine. You know, it best picture. Go, go see this uh, amazing film. And uh, I need yeah, to see it again. Uh, Michael Keaton's hit this other strike. I I, I, do too. I feel like I have it. This I, is one I, that I actually I bought it yeah. because. I wanted to love it more than I more than I ended up loving it the first couple times I saw it, and uh, I I appreciate like little things in it more. And every time I sort of peek into into it, you know, I think Emma Stone is amazing in this movie. I think she's she is a reason to see it. Um, and it, yes, it's one I regret not seeing it on the yeah. big screen because I I still remember us having a conversation about this film of being a possible film board pick. And then, well, it's not opening that wide. Is it yeah. going to, how many people are going to see this? Oh, let's do something else. The and film board just... list of regret. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. This one I really think would have benefited from seeing. I think small screen, it's still fine, but I think I'm, I'm losing some of that awe yeah. uh, just visually of what was going on uh, in this film, but I've only seen it once. So it's one that I, felt like there was so much hype and then i came to it and said yeah i i enjoyed that i'm giving it some time to rest a little Smart. bit and come back to fresh yeah. without the the expectations of like oh my gosh this is amazing because yes it is but that creates certain really? expectations i'm trying to yeah. let those fade away all right my last pick uh this is i all of these all right. i feel like i'm going back in time i'm now in 1979 uh and oh. this okay. this actually was the first film that i thought of when this came up and and it's one i i haven't been able to shake it was a movie that i didn't see again for a very long time because my parents liked it a lot uh when it came out and i was a kid and so they said oh you've got to see this movie and i thought who would want to see a movie called the rose that sounds weird uh so years <laughs> go by and i learn wow this was originally the story, uh, supposed to be the story of Janis Joplin, uh, originally titled Pearl, uh, but uh, they pulled uh, the rights. The family declined to allow the producers the rights to that story. Uh, and so it became this uh, amazing vehicle for Bette Midler um, to document the rise and fall of this kind of hard rocking, uh, you know, always seeking approval uh, musician. And uh, and trying to find love. And it stars an amazing cast, uh, Alan Bates and, and uh, Frederick Forrest and Harry Dean Stanton. Um, and at the very end, you know, in the ultimate fall career collapse, she actually ODs on stage and dies. And I feel like that is the ultimate, you know, sort of exclamation point at the end of this list. The ultimate career collapse. Yeah, literally, yeah. figuratively, on all ends. It was weird. Yes. Like I knew the okay. song. In fact, in yeah. 1979, I was yeah. taking piano lessons, and I, I, I was probably, I was probably 81, 82 by the time this happened. And I'm in piano lessons, and my, yeah. uh, my piano teacher says, "Here, now you're going to play the rose." Um, say love, and I'm playing the C C C C over and over and over again as I'm learning basic piano, and that I think really turned me off to this movie. Why would I see a movie with that song in it? <laughs> uh, but it turns out it's quite lovely. Yes. What do you know of the rose? Do you remember it? I I remember seeing it when I worked at the video store and being in an 
part of my life where I was really not interested in musicals, even even a mm-hmm. rock musical. And like Bette Midler, eh, at fir- first thought, oh, this is just a Bette Midler like concert video. Oh, no, no, it's a fictional story. Eh, uh, indifferent. So, yeah, it, it's what I know that movie's out there, but never had anybody say, oh, wow, you really need yeah, to see Yeah, you know, and, and Bette Midler um, is an amazing talent. And I'm... I'm not sure. Um, I mean, this was an Academy Award nomination for her. Um, she won the Golden Globe for it. Um, and yet, and I, I really want to cement, it's a good movie. I really enjoyed this movie. I'm not sure what would get me to sit down and watch it if I were in your shoes. You know what I mean? Like over yeah. something else. I think you would like it. I think you should put it on your post right. name of the father list. But um, okay. Yeah. Especially to see. I mean, she's really good. In 1979, she was really yeah. good. She's so funny. Yeah. Uh, so and and as a just an amazing talent. And you know, of course, she's doing all the singing. So yeah. Okay. Anyway. No. I'll all right. Consider that. What's one? Your last okay. Bit? I'm not match. I'm not matching you on that. I don't have Bette Midler. I I don't have 1979 on that one. And this is. Uh, I think this is first one that came to mind when i was thinking of career collapse of people uh, and it sort of led to my whole whistleblower thing but the idea of when you're forced to make a choice about doing the right thing uh in your career and and what that may do for your career where it, it could end that and the choices that people have to make um and this is one of my one of my favorite movies of an amazing year of best pictures in 2007 when George Clooney says, I'm Shiva, the God of death in Michael Clayton. You have Michael Clayton's career trajectory, but you also have Tom Wilkinson at, you know, and the career ending choices that he's making. There's, there's so many things that make this movie perfect. I hope people know and have seen this film because it is, 2007 i i couldn't pick what is best picture that year there's you have this you have uh no country for old men you have there's there was so much and this is one that to me just struck a chord uh tony gilroy put together an amazing film writing and directing this with a stellar cast tom wilkinson Sidney pollack tilda swinton george clooney uh this is one that i haven't seen in a while but I, I don't need to watch it that often because it just, it makes, I don't know, it takes me on such an emotional journey. It's a, a powerful film uh, that I don't want to wear thin by watching it too much because I just, there's such a Yeah, it's sort of there. a fragile relationship with it. That you don't want to screw yes. that up. No, I agree with you. And you're right. That was exactly. a tough year. Um, you know, against there will be blood. Another movie that I I yes. loved yes. and will only watch once. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Juno exactly. I think was a controversial uh, best picture. Atonement. Uh, yeah, and and obviously No Country. Uh, man, big yeah. year for Michael Clayton. Oof. Oh yeah. There we go. That was good. That was a good list. That was a good list. Yeah. Came in a little bit. Came in a little wow. nervous. I think we have a good set of films. Yeah, uh, and we uh, did. now yeah. that brings us to uh, a tough week. <laughs> Another <laughs> tough week. What are we going to do n- next I week? I don't know what you're going to uh, do. <laughs> Let's say we're doing a Star is Born. There's a Star is Born 1954 with Ju- Ju- Judy Garland, and I. Judy Garland. So yeah. coming into this 
series, I I I'd seen I definitely seen Chris Christopherson, which is the third one. But uh, I have if I've seen the Judy Garland version, I have no memory of it. It's a three hour um, uh, uh, epic (laughs) romp in this universe, the Star is Born extended cinematic universe. And (laughs) I only have one suggestion from Andy, uh, which is this uh throwing up in a movie it happened in the 54 version and made me wonder when the first time someone vomited in a film was probably back in the chaplain days anyway there's a brief moment here that allows something different for the list so thank you andy you're right we do have throwing up in a movie so vomiting scenes. okay we've got one uh i'm just gonna say vomiting i'm just vomiting yeah, yeah, that's that's that's, right, that's fine. That's uh, what are we gonna do, Steve? And you have you seen the fifty four version? No, I have <sighs> not. I've only seen I. You know, I I've seen bits and pieces, perhaps, of the Streisand Christopherson one. But again, you know, growing up in the seventies and eighties, that was you know like ah, eh, well, I don't. It's like melodrama. Eh, this is for my parents. I had no interest in that. So I've seen, you know, the most recent one because it was, I'm the mm-hmm. demographic mm-hmm. for that movie, right? But the other ones, uh, no. So I, I didn't know that in 1954 they were making two and a half hour movies about singers and fame and alcoholism and downward yeah. well, spirals. Well, let, so, me, let me correct you. 1937, Steve. 1937, oh. they were making movies about singers and fame and, well, actors and fame. But were they two and no, a half hours weren't. long? <laughs> You're, right. You're right. You okay. got me there. Okay. Uh, James Mason, Judy Garland, uh, they didn't change their names. Oh, Vicki Lester yeah. and Norman Maine, same as the uh, last one. It's a oh, straight, yeah. straight up uh, uh, remake. Um Remake. So what what are we going to do here? Here's the they do change from acting in the first one to singing. Uh, so we do have because Judy Garland can sing. Yes. So they decided to go with the singing thing instead of acting. OK, <laughs> what, because she can't act. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We, we shall see. Um, see. Movies that had been remade that were based on original movies by Dorothy Parker. <laughs> sure you, you go ahead i'll be i don't know out I, sick I, on I, just, that one. I don't have a no, good uh, memory of this movie how do we how are we supposed to approach this steve help me i ask you. well we well what did what did we do that we didn't use from this past poll because we know we're going to repurpose some things and we'll, we'll give people a shot because we've got vomiting we've got well, we've got self-sacrifice, um, because, right? That is a that's actually a uh a okay. keyword, uh plot keyword. So the, the okay. two plot keywords that are right across from each other on this movie, which I think certainly fit yeah. the last movie, self-destructiveness or self-sacrifice. They have a very different tone. Oh, okay. Um Yeah. So is there is there something in this idea of self-destructiveness for, or self-sacrifice that uh that might be useful in coming up with a theme? Or would you like me to move down sure, the list to just... bare-chested male? <laughs> Which is running across from hairy chest. Because, because it's not necessarily the same thing. Not all bare-chested males That's have right. hairy chests, so it's important. Oh, my goodness. There's a Wilhelm scream, apparently. Maybe in this we movie should do Wilhelm well, screams. So no. <laughs> you know what, Steve? That actually no. might be the ringer. No. Movies, Best movies with Wilhelm screams. 
See, then it was it was innovative right. back then. That was it wasn't a it wasn't right. a little cliche joke. <laughs> uh the self the self-destructiveness and self-sacrifice. No, that's an important concept because I don't know the story. I mean, I know the general story, but there's always how you finesse that and you tweak a relationship of is Norman, is it about self-destruct? You know, is I guess we can go with the self-destructive. Okay piece because that's it's a little bit different from the career collapse this is about and that that also covers the alcoholism that we had and it's present here and was a topic there but allows it's a little mm-hmm. broader in that case of the, the self-destructive so we've got vomiting we've got self-destructive and i noticed you've left wilhelm screams, wilhelm screams. <laughs> <laughs> bare-chested Bare- wilhelm screams uh, the bare chest the venn diagram of those uh, films has got to be uh it's very, yeah. very narrow. Um, what else did we have in this? Is our our third? Oh, it was coming to Hollywood to become a star. Well, I guess because it's called the yeah, Star Is Born. That's but, really broad. Um, yeah. Well, there's like death of a spouse, right? Death of a uh, the death of a husband. That's one that keeps coming back. Um, one of the strengths I thought of the most recent version is sort of that whole like meet cute thing uh-huh. that you know is in rom-coms but done you know th- that whole meeting i don't know how it comes off in this one of when they meet that each is, other that's is really one interesting of those, you fall in love with the, the relationship the 1937 version because of how they meet uh, they meet in a really sort of beautifully clever way and i i really like it it gave uh, her a chance to to kind of shine she she imitates a uh, waitress at a private party in Hollywood and is serving hors d'oeuvres. And every time she comes up to a different group of of industry, you know, uh, wonks, she takes on a different accent. And uh, that's how they end up meeting. And, and it's just very cute and very clever. And uh, that might be a really interesting pivot. I don't know how they do it in, in this one, but um, maybe we, we drop that in there too. The meet cute. Sure. Yeah, we'll do that. And that, that one can yeah. stick around if... Uh, so if we vomiting. There we go. <laughs> the meat yep. cute and self-destruction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. Okay. I like it. I right. like it. Excellent. Uh, well done, Steve. What's uh, what's the first thing you're going to watch when we're done with this show? I, I have been a charter subscriber to Criterion Channel, although they haven't gone live. But as I signed up, I get access. They do a weekly movie sort of teasing what's going to be available and that there's been lots of stuff that has come by and I'm like, yeah, I've been always wanting to see that and just never got time. So they've got Detour this this week on there. So it's restored and it's got some bonus stuff and I thought I just I've seen in Discord lots of talk about that movie back and forth. I thought I'm going to go see it. Oh, yeah. So that's, that's on my list. I thought I can sit down and watch a, you know, sort of classic noir I will I will make time for that this weekend. Outstanding. Uh what is the first thing I'm going to watch well uh it should surprise no one. Yeah. It's going to be 1954 as a star is born. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, I got got to knock get that, on that one, one out. Pete. So, anyway, great talk. Thanks for uh thanks for hanging out this yes. morning. Happy Saturday matinee, Steve. Happy Saturday matinee and uh we have Patreon people that nobody popped in this week. A, uh, Cuz I think week. you know you know why cuz well, you know, Andy's been really good about getting little uh, through our Patreon. Oh, you he's know, been telling people. Pushing and out we, notice. We're bad at he's that. He's been telling people. Yeah. 
and we did not tell people, hey, we're meeting at seven thirty Pacific yeah. and all of that. But I know they're gonna they're gonna enjoy. This is like a a hefty sat match. From I know. Just the well, two of we us. hadn't talked in a while. We covered a have, lot. We had a lot of catch up. Yeah, a lot of catch up. Right. Yeah. So we, but so we 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 hope we gave our you know Patreon sub- subscribers there uh, some interesting things to think about, listen, and go find out there. Oh, on the they'll get what's coming to this them week. <laughs> and thank you uh all of you patrons yes. for helping us do what we do we, we absolutely do appreciate it and it's um it is uh, duly noted your constant and vigilant support so uh to all of you a happy saturday matinee and uh i will uh catch you next week hondo I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Mm-hmm.